word. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Just thankful to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. This evening and my parents send their greetings, send their love to everyone. And uh, I'm just, we're thankful to be here. Thankful for Sister Tara that drove drove me here. <laughs> uh, this is my first time here, and you have a beautiful, beautiful church, and a beautiful sanctuary, just everything about it, amen, just speaks of the presence of the Lord. And so, just uh, so grateful uh, for the opportunity to come uh, this evening to share the word with you, amen. And it's, it's pretty much like Pastor said, um, my probably earliest memory that I have is, is being in church and, and uh, um, being in Sunday school. And uh, I guess the difference would be our Sunday school was in an Indian Baptist church. And so they had their rules and uh, they were a little bit different than anybody. <laughs> I mean, it was totally different. But that's, that's where we grew up. And I mean, my sister and um, my parents kind of, they, they begin to uh, hunger, I guess you'd say, for something more. You know, was, church was just more than just, you know, coming in the building on Sunday and, you know, the, during the midweek and that's it, you know. And um, that's what we were doing pretty much at that church. And they... Uh, had a friend that um, had experienced the Holy Ghost, and um, he was just excited. You know, he was just so excited about the Lord, and he said, man, you've got to come to church with me, and just visiting, you know, and mom and dad, my mom and dad, they're like, and my aunt said, um, well, what kind of church is it? He said, it, it's a Holy Ghost-filled church where they're, you know, they're, they're dancing, they're shouting, they're speaking in tongues, and mom and dad are like, you know, their eyes are big, and <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, I don't know about that, you know. Um, but, you know, we visited that. I was probably about 11 years old, and we went to that church out in the country, and um, Sister Carlita Billy was there, uh, Sister Tara's aunt was there, and her pastor uh, was going to preach that night. But, you know, we got out of the, our van, and I walked up to the door of that church as 11 years old. And I was the first one there because, I, you know, Jamie was little. She had little legs, right? So she's, you know, I, was, I beat her to the door, you know. <laughs> so, and then mom and dad, you know, they're slower, you know, getting out of the van. So I, I was the first one to the door. And I'll never forget it. I, I reached to, to the doorknob to turn the doorknob to go into the church. And there was like electricity. I mean, hit, it got on my hand, you know, hit my hand. And I, my, I moved my hand away. And I was like, what in the world was that? And you didn't even have to open that door. Those people were loud. You know, they were, I mean, you could hear that music and people were just shouting, praising God and everything. And I mean, it was different. It was different than our little Indian Baptist church, <laughs> to, to say the least. And 
you know, it was kind of scary. Uh, but <laughs> for an 11-year-old, you know, that just got shocked <laughs> by, by, you know, I really, you know, by the Spirit. But there was something so um, uh, real, real about it. it was, there was something real about it, even to an 11-year-old. And so when I see children, you know, in church, um, I know that, you know, they're, they're, they might be kind of rowdy sometimes or whatever, but the presence of God, they're able to tell the difference that there is something going on here, you know, something's happening here. And so, and I, I can testify to that because I went in there, I saw Sister Carlita, oh my goodness, she was, she was drunk in the Holy Ghost, you know, she was dancing, you know, and I never saw that before. And um, people, it, it was awesome. It was an awesome experience. And so, uh, needless to say, you know, my parents got, got a taste of that. And um, they got filled with the Spirit. And, you know, you, sometimes you outgrow a place, you know, where you're at. And um, that's what happened to them. You know, they, um, that church uh, where we started out, um, they were not spirit-filled. They were basically the opposite. And so, well, basically, we, we all got kicked out of there. But and <laughs> uh, there's nothing like getting kicked out of a church, you know. But um, <laughs> what an experience. Uh, <laughs> Brother Ted's been there. Um, <laughs> but, but, but it was okay. You know, it was okay because the Lord had something else for us to do for him and so um you know I'm thankful thankful for those times you know that the Lord uh, all of my life and throughout my life the Lord has has led me by his spirit and I'm thankful for the spirit of God and uh he's he's someone that we I mean when he said I'll send you a helper he he does help us you know And he helps us with the littlest things, and he helps us with the big things. You know, I I can think of a time when I went back to school, and um, that was a crazy idea, but I I went back to school, and, uh, you know, there were times when I was stuck on, on, I have no idea what the professor or whatever was wanting me to write down, was the, the papers, like, I have no idea. So I would sit there, and I would say, Holy Ghost, what are they talking about? <laughs> what do they want me to write down? What do I write down? And I would just wait. You know, I'd get that keyboard out and I'd start typing. And I would look at that paper and I would be like, oh my gosh, that is the Holy Ghost. He helped me write this paper. You know, and so it, those, those could have been, you know, little times that, that you might think of in your life also where the Spirit of God helped you through. And then there were the big times, you know, when my mom was in ICU um, with COVID and the doctor was telling her and telling us as a family that there's no medication, there's no machine that can help her, you know, there's nothing he could, they could do. And I'm thankful for my friend, you know, the Spirit of God, our helper, because he, I mean, it, it, it pays to be filled with the Holy Ghost 
because when you hear those words, if, if, if you're not, you know, really, I guess, in tune with the spirit, that could really bring your faith down, you know, when, when they're looking you in the face and telling you that. Um, but the spirit of God was there, amen, and um, he helped us through it, and he helped us to stay in faith, um, and, and I'm also thankful for this, for Winter's Church and a pastor, uh, Ziggy, for helping us to, um, you know, to stand on the word of God. Amen. Amen. So the Lord is good. Amen. All the time. He is good. Glory to God. And so um, when I was thinking about um, the Holy Ghost and the gifts of the Spirit, um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, Paul uh, said to the Corinthian church, and this is the New King James Version, he said, And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness and fear and in much trembling, and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Amen. And so when I looked at that verse of Scripture, amen, he was talking about the demonstration of the Spirit of God. Amen. And so demonstration, it's an outward expression or display. So when the Spirit of the Lord is in operation or is at work, we're going to be able to see it. It's something that's not hidden, but it's something that's seen. And everyone is going to behold what the Spirit of the Lord is doing. And, And when I think of that, I think of power. I think of dunamis. I think of um, explosive power. You know, when you, when you talk about some of these gifts, um, well, all of them, you know, are, are explosive power. I mean, when you talk about the working of miracles, you know, that's power. Um, and uh, the healings, that's, that's the power of God. And, and to, to um, just to know within yourself that, hey, you know, the Lord wants to work that through you, you know, those, those gifts through you, and um, just a believer, just, you know, you don't have to be bishop somebody, or, you know, apostle so-and-so, amen, but just as a believer in Christ Jesus, being filled with the Spirit, amen, out there, you know, as you minister, you know, and I know you guys, you know, your, your one church that I know that, you know, practices of, you know, going out there and preaching the gospel, you know, giving the gospel to, to people, the good news, you know, and it's good news if you run into somebody that, you know, can't walk, <laughs> amen, and, and that, that's the gift of, of miracles, you know, uh, is, in, is in operation, amen, and um, that person, you know, Silver and gold have I none, you know, 
right now with me, amen, on my person. But <laughs> such as I have, you know, I'll give to you, you know, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Amen. Isn't that awesome? Amen. Glory to God. And this is coming from Peter. Now, just a few days before, you know, he was saying, I don't know the man. You know, he was denying Christ. You know, I don't know who he is, you know, and, and um, swearing and, and all of that stuff. He, Peter went back to being Peter, didn't he? <laughs> but after that, the Holy Ghost was come upon Peter. Amen. He received power. He received explosive power. Amen. That even his shadow, when it went by somebody, right, they were healed. Glory to God. Wouldn't that be awesome? Amen. To walk around Bricktown, amen, as your shadow hits people there. Jumping up, amen, saying, I can see, I can walk, you know. And so that's awesome. And so the Lord, you know, is, is, is uh, encouraging us, you know, through these, the, the word of God today, amen, that he wants to demonstrate. The Lord wants to demonstrate his power through you and through me. Glory to God. And so I, I like where Paul said, you know, I didn't come with enticing words of men's wisdom, but in demonstration. You, you saw something, amen. There, there was something to see, amen, when, when I came to you. Glory to God. And so, um, and so we know um, that uh, faith, it takes faith um, to please God, and faith enables us uh, to believe and receive all that God has for us as believers. Amen. So we know that these, these gifts work, you know, and they're, they're in operation by faith. And also as the Spirit wills. So, amen, as he, as he wills, the Spirit, um, amen, and, and we get in faith, right? Hallelujah then those gifts work by faith. Amen. And when I was looking at these of, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I was sharing a little bit with Sister Tara on the way here. Um, it's talking about, you know, it, the introduction here, talking about the spiritual gifts that there's unity in diversity. And so as I, you know, as we read, um, I'm sure you've read 1 Corinthians chapter 12, when it talks about the, you know, there's diversity uh, in the gifts because there's diversity in the body. So there's different, there's all kinds of, you know, different people in the body of Christ. You know, thank the Lord, right? <laughs> there's not, we're not all the same we're not all the same. <laughs> and, and, and neither are the gifts. <laughs> amen. The, the gifts are different too. Uh, <laughs> amen. <laughs> and so, um, isn't that awesome how God worked that out? Amen. Concerning spiritual gifts, uh, there is unity and diversity in verse 4 of chapter um, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. 
There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are, there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. And verse 7, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Amen. So although we're all different and have different gifts, it's for the profit of all. So we all win. We're, we're all winners. Amen. Even though we may be different, <laughs> but we all win. Glory to God. So a spiritual gift is a supernatural ability given to an individual by the Holy Spirit. Amen. And each gift is a manifestation of the Spirit. The visible evidence of the Spirit's activity. So the Spirit is moving. The Spirit is an operation. Like we said, it's, it's uh, something that can be seen. And we know that this cannot be um, um, worked up <laughs> in, in the natural um, I believe, you know, during the revival, we heard a lot about that, you know, that people are so hungry for the supernatural that, you know, there's people making things up, you know, just making, making things up. And, um, you know, I remember hearing one say, you know, uh, they, they, they have a gold tooth, you know, God, the, the presence of God was there and they, they had a gold tooth. And it was like, is it shiny gold? Or is it, you know, you know, is it, or is it, you know, kind of dull, you know, or whatever. And it's like, I don't, I don't think, I don't think that's, that's really correct, you know. <laughs> and so people make it up. And that's sad, isn't it? <laughs> that's sad when we start making things up, you know. Uh, but as as the church, <laughs> as believers, really the the <laughs> the church, I guess at large. I mean, uh, I don't know if there's really, you know, um, I guess an operation, a time, you know, where they where people believers in a church let the spirit have his way. Oh, yeah. You know. Uh, so that he can operate, so that he can't, making room, we heard that during last week, making room for the Spirit of God to have his way, you know, that, that's awesome, you know, because, um, I mean, the Lord can, the Spirit of God can say more in two minutes than most can say in two hours, right? Oh, yeah. So, so, amen, amen, so, um, so we we would we would be good. I mean, to to uh, <laughs> as believers and, and in the church um, to yield to the Spirit, okay. you know, to to submit uh, to to let Him have His way, and uh, to make room to make room for the demonstration of the Spirit and power. Um, and that was one encouragement. Uh, make room um, as you speak. Uh, as you speak to people, as you preach the gospel to, to people. And I know that you're taught here. And I know that the, it has been uh, said here. 
you know, that as you go out uh, and preach the gospel to make room um, for the demonstration of the Spirit of God. Amen. Because I've been on some um, outreach, I guess, with Sister Cherie, so I know (laughs) that she makes room. (laughs) Amen. For the Spirit of the Lord (laughs) to, to demonstrate his power. Glory to God. Amen. And so, um, so we see in, in, in chapter 12 um, that there are d- diversities of gifts and that they, um, they're going to be seen. People are going to see them. And in, in chapter 13 um, of 1 Corinthians, uh, it talks about the greatest gift. So we can talk about the, the um, Holy Spirit gifts in chapter 12. And in verse th- 13, it talks about the greatest gift, which we know 1 Corinthians chapter 13 talks about love. Oh, yeah. Man. So we can, you know, just like it says in the first uh, few verses, <laughs> you know, uh, we could, you know, raise the dead, we could, you know, have this miraculous things happen, um, but without love, what does it really mean? You know, I mean, it doesn't really mean mean anything um, except that maybe it brought glory to the person um, instead of where the glory should be um, is with the Lord. Um, because, you know, it talks about um, signs and, and wonders um, that would be a sign and a wonder. Um, if, if we were out here at, uh, on the street here and we started speaking in tongues, which <laughs> in, in chapter 14 it talks about the, the gift of tongues as a sign to the unbeliever. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> they wouldn't know what we were saying, <laughs> wouldn't they? But that's, that's a sign that God uses. Amen. And it's not to draw per se attention to ourselves but but yet we we're we're the vessel right and we're that just like that sign is pointing to God you know that's that's what we're doing we're pointing to the Lord and um, like I'm not doing this on my own so when I speak in tongues I'm not do I'm giving the I'm giving I'm submitting my voice to the spirit of God but yet the spirit of the Lord is a supernatural thing right? That's happening. Um, I'm giving him my voice, and it's my voice. Like somebody said, if you ever open your mouth and another voice comes out, be afraid. I mean, you know, <laughs> if another voice comes out and you're trying to, <laughs> you're trying to speak in tongues, it might be something else. So, you know, <laughs> you don't want to check that. But, um, amen. But when you give him your voice, I mean, he's given you the words to say. He's giving you utterance, right? And so, um, one time I said to the church, I, I started, you know, just speaking in tongues. I said, I'm, I'm not quite sure what I said, but I'm pretty sure I was giving glory to God. Amen. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what the exact words were, but I'm pretty sure just like in the book of Acts, they were giving glory to God as they were speaking in other tongues. Amen. So, we, we know that the Corinthians said in my, the study Bible, So the the Corinthians were enamored with spiritual gifts. 
uh, particularly the gift of tongues. Um, and, but Paul reminds them, even the gift of tongues is meaningless without love. So all of the gifts, you know, not just the gift of tongues, but all of these gifts without um, the love, you know, for God, um, it, it is meaningless because it's really not pointing to anything uh, or anyone uh, which is supposed to be pointing to the Lord. Amen. So we know that love is very, very important, in, in, especially to us as believers in the church, um, that faith works by love. So although we need faith, you know, to work in the, the operation of the gifts, um, we also need uh, the love of God, amen, working uh, within us and within us, amen, uh, so that all of that can work together, amen. Then we're balanced out, right? Then we can be balanced out. Um, these, these Corinthians, I mean, they were unbalanced, you could start to really see it when uh, I believe it was Paul said, man, you, you guys do things that not even the heathen do, you know, that's serious, you know, that's real serious when, when they do things that not even the heathen do, you know, man, that's, that's pretty bad. Um, <laughs> and so, um, but they, but they love the gifts. Oh boy, you know, they love those gifts. They love the speaking, you know, the gift of tongues. Um, but they didn't have the true love of God uh, working in them. They were still, looks like to me, they were still in the flesh. <laughs> still carnal, uh, carnal Christians. Um, still babies, you know, in the Lord. And so he, he had to set them straight. You know, Paul the Apostle set him straight and say, yeah, even though, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or clanging cymbal, he said. Um, I know I can have the gift of prophecy, understand all the mysteries and all knowledge, and I have all faith, you know, so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I'm nothing. That's saying a lot. Because, I mean, moving mountain, I mean, that's what we want, mountain-moving faith. You know, we want the mountain-moving faith. We want those gifts in operation. You know, we want to see the demonstration of the Spirit, you know, the real, the real demonstration of the Spirit. And yet Paul is admonishing them, you know, it works through love. So, amen. Glory to God. And then um, it talks in chapter 14, we mentioned it um, in uh, verse uh, 22. Uh, he said, therefore, tongues are for a sign, not to those who believe, but to unbelievers. But prophesying is not for unbelievers, but for those who believe. And so... Um, I believe he was talking and he said, uh, you know, I speak in tongues more than all of you, <laughs> you know, uh, and I, I, I pray that you all speak in tongues, but rather prophesy, you know, so that people will understand what, what you're saying. Amen. And in verse 1 of 14, he said, pursue love. He just got through talking about love. 
And then he, the instruction was to pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. Amen. So we are to desire these gifts. Amen. And the word desire, it means to be zealous for, to burn with desire, to pursue ardently, uh, to desire eagerly or intensely. Amen. So they uh, desire spiritual gifts. So with it's it's like with everything within me, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna go after these spiritual gifts because you know what? In your pursuit of the gift, we we don't forget the gift giver, the one who gave the gifts. Amen. The Holy Spirit. You know, he's, he's here, you know, and so he's, he's here to, and he wants to work through you. He wants to work his, his power through you. He desires that just as, you know, just like we desire, like it was talking about this desire and what that word means. I believe the Holy Spirit has that same desire to use you, to use you to demonstrate his power. Amen. Amen. So. The Holy Spirit fullness is it's a it's a provision of power for the ministry, Amen. That goes beyond the limits of human ability. So here again, we're talking about these these spiritual gifts. They're exactly what they're saying. It's spiritual, and not um, not in the natural. So it can only be given by the Spirit, um, through the Spirit of the Lord, uh, beyond the limits of human ability. Amen. And also, um, it was talking about in my study, it said, in the acquired intimacy for fellowship with the Lord. So that's what the Holy Spirit, when, you, when we're filled with the Spirit, amen, I mean, we've experienced this, um, he brings us closer to Jesus, right? The Spirit of God. He brings us closer to the Lord. Amen. And he fills us up with power. Amen. Not only dunamis power, explosive power, but also exousia. Amen. The delegated authority. Amen. So now, glory to God. That's why we can... <laughs> we can... Um, we can walk this through this life, amen, with our head up, not in confidence of ourselves, not in confidence in our flesh or our knowledge, amen, but in the power of God, in the power and the, in the uh, fullness of his spirit, amen, and um when we when we live a life like that, it, it's a victorious life. Amen. 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 No wonder, you know, people are glory to God. We we heard um, in the revival, you know, you, we can be happy every day. We can have joy. We can have joy every day. Every day. Hallelujah. We can have joy. Amen. Joy unspeakable <laughs> and full of glory. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I know at the church people just kind of look at me sometimes because I, I am 
the one who laughs. Um, <laughs> I, I, I am the one who does that. And so, oh, it's just Janetta. She's laughing again. Amen. Amen. Tara, oh, she knows that too. Amen. <laughs> she's right in there with me too. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. I uh, just want to go to uh, one more scripture here in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. 2 Corinthians, let's see, got it written down. Yes, yeah. yeah. Oh. Did you say in your last, what your study Bible said was that to function in the gifts of the Spirit, that you had to develop an intimate personal relation? Is that what, it, is that what it was said there? Yes, it said the acquired... Um, intimacy for fellowship with the Lord. That is the Holy Spirit fullness. Yeah. So when you're, when you're filled with the Spirit, you not only have power to work in these gifts, um, but also okay. it gives us the ability to have an intimate. Thank you. Amen. Intimate relationship. And we, we do need an intimate relationship to be... I mean, you know, you think about it, you know, how, how are we going to work in these gifts when we don't know the gift giver? We don't know the one who's given the, this gift that we're working in, you know, so um, if once we have that, you know, or when we have the intimate relationship with the Lord, amen, he can speak to us clearly. We can hear him clearly telling us, hey, that person, you know, whatever, whatever it may be. You know, that, that person's not having a good day. You know, I need you to go over there. I need you to talk to her or whatever, whatever it is. You know, when we have the relationship and intimate fellowship with the Spirit of God and with the Lord, we're able to hear him. You know, we're able to discern that, hey, that's the voice of the Spirit of God. You know, that's the Lord telling me to, you know, to go talk to that person. Amen. Um. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians uh, chapter 12. And um, let's see. We're going to look at. Okay. Yes. Verse. Um, verse 12. Uh, Truly the signs of an apostle were accomplished among you with all perseverance in signs and wonders and mighty deeds. So he, the apostle, amen, was telling the Corinthians that um, he, he is an apostle of the Lord and that truly the signs of an apostle were accomplished among, among them, among the Corinthians, among the church. Uh, when he was there. And um, a sign, you know, I think about those gifts, you know, pointing to the Lord. But a sign is um, to describe miracles and wonders. So you think about a sign, you know, yield, you know, stop. <laughs> um, we know what can happen if we don't obey those signs. Wet paint, you know, don't, 
don't sit there, you know, or whatever. Don't back up, you know, whatever, because, you know, you're going to get paint on you, you know. So, so, so that's, what the, that's what a sign does. It describes, you know, the thing that, that it's, uh, you know, the, if it's a yield sign, it's on the road, you know, it's telling you what to do. It's kind of instructing you. Amen. And so the, the sign of these um, gifts, I believe, it, it works that way too. It's like how, you know, if you went up to somebody and you had a word of knowledge and you could tell them what they did, <laughs> what they ate last night, <laughs> you know, I mean, some believers even in the church might say, I didn't know you were psychic, you know, or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> even believers, right, in the church, I didn't know you were psychic, you know, they could say something like that. It's like, no, it's not working by that demon, you know, that's a demon. <laughs> You know, I'm talking about the Holy Ghost. You know, I'm talking about the, I got that knowledge by the Spirit of God, you know. So, um, but that's a sign. That was a, you know, people would be shocked, wouldn't they? Because this doesn't happen very often. If you're walking down the street, and then somebody comes up to you, you know, you, you know, you, the Lord's telling me that you have this and this problem and whatever, this issue, you know, in your body, you know, and the, that, that would be a sign to say, how do you know that? You know, how do you know me? You know, and we've, we've heard, I've heard a story of a, um, it was at the, uh, what is that church? And I think it was the Bethel church. Wasn't it? Is that Bethel? The songs and the, you know, all of that. But um, they, they were telling about this little girl. She was about nine or 10 years old. And I think it was like mother, Mother's Day, I think. And everybody was getting ready for church. And um, she ran to her mom and she said, I can't go to church today. I, I'm, I, I gotta pray. And her mom said, Oh, okay, you gotta pray. And all right, you know, so she ran upstairs and she was praying. She came back downstairs, Mom, can you take me to Target? <laughs> and he's, he's like, Target? Why do you need to go to Target? There's, the Lord said, There's a lady there that I need to talk to. And he gave me the words to tell that lady. And she, the mom said, okay. And so she took her to Target. Her and her grandma took her to Target on that Sunday morning, <laughs> Mother's Day. And um, they, she said, well, who is it? Who, who is this lady? Who? She said, I'll know when I see her. Okay. I'll know when I see her. The Lord showed me, you know, her. And so she went in the store and she was looking around and, she said, it's a lady with dark hair. She's got dark hair. And these ladies were coming, and women were coming in, and this lady, this one lady walked in. She had dark hair, and the little girl went up to her and looked, and um, the mom said, I'm sorry. My little girl, she's, you know, she, she was praying, you know, and she wanted us to come, you know, and, and she's looking for a certain somebody. And that la it wasn't that lady, but the lady said, you're from Bethel Church, right? <laughs> and so isn't that amazing that they knew what church these people were from, even though it wasn't the lady that, that the Lord showed her. But uh, she finally found the lady, and she um, came to find out that lady had, uh, her husband died. And um, she was just really very depressed, and uh, she was just, really sad, and um, the little girl went up to her, you're the lady, 
She said, the Lord wanted me to tell you that he loves you and that you, you're on his mind, that he, has, he didn't forget you, you know, things like that that would encourage that lady, and she was just crying. But, the, I mean, things like that, you know, pe- today people would say, oh, that's a little psychic girl, you know. But they just don't understand, you know, uh, <laughs> that, that that's not ha- what's working there. Um, <laughs> But um, that's a sign. And then he was talking about wonders, wonders. And uh, that's extraordinary, extraordinary occurrences. It's unusual manifestations. It's acts that are so unusual, they cause the observer to marvel or be in awe. (laughs) Unusual acts. Acts that are so unusual that they cause the observer to marvel or be in awe. Isn't that awesome? That signs, wonders, and miracles will it is it's it will be the demonstration of this hour of this season that we're amen i i believe that 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 we're getting ready to step in to to the season of demonstration and power the power of god amen and so it would be amen to our benefit to be ready <laughs> To be prepared. Amen. Amen. To be prepared for people to be in awe. Amen. To to marvel. You know. Uh, <laughs> amen. So, amen. We're we're not surprised. We're not surprised when we when we look on Facebook, Sister Sheree, and we see a wonder. <laughs> when we see a sign, when we see a mighty deed. Amen. Done out here. Amen. In the in public, where everybody can see. Amen. That's where the Lord wants to be on display. That's a demonstration. Amen. That that is an outward expression or display. Um, that the I truly believe that the Lord is is moving us toward. He, that's what He's getting us ready for. Amen. And and I believe that it, um, you know, that it's. I don't, could happen Friday. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. It could. Amen. Hallelujah. And so, um, I mean, when there's no doubt who did that, amen, that you you were there, (laughs) he used you, amen, but there's no doubt, amen, about it. That it was the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. And these are the types of things that, you know, I believe that the Lord is, um, that the Lord is impressing, I believe, upon, um, upon our hearts, you know, to, uh, to believe for, to, to um, put our faith, get our faith uh, adjusted. Right, I mean, uh, to to the things of God and to the things that He wants 
to do through you uh, that he wants to do through us as the body of Christ. Amen. How many know? It was never meant to be, you know, a one-man show. You know, it was never meant to be, um, like I heard one pastor say, somebody's empire. You know, it's the kingdom of God, you know, and his kingdom, not some, uh, not a person's empire, but God's kingdom where he's the king. He's the king of the kingdom. Amen. And his main point, amen, to all of it is, is that Jesus, amen, will be glorified and he will, he will be glorified. Because we give him the glory. Amen. And we magnify Jesus. Amen. And that that demonstration, amen, it turns into a magnification. Amen. (laughs) To magnify. Amen. To glorify the Lord. Amen. And and, um, so he is is awesome. The Lord is good. And he's got it all planned out. He he knows... um, he knows exactly what he's doing. Amen. Thank God. Amen. <laughs> so, I mean, even some believers, even some pastors, some churches um, are uh, going a different direction, maybe, uh, from what the Lord would have us do. Amen. Concentrating on other things besides um, the task at hand. Amen. And we know that the task, amen, of the church is to go, you know. Be the church, you know, go and, and, and um, be his hands and be his feet and be his voice, right? Okay. And so, and these, and these gifts will help us to do that. I mean, these gifts of the Spirit will help us to point the way to Jesus and to, to um, put that sign out there that Jesus saves, that Jesus heals, that Jesus is coming again. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, I just thank the Lord for his word. Um, I give God the praise. He, he is um, working with us, amen, to, to help us. And um, I'm thankful for that. You know, like somebody said, if you don't get it the first time, the Holy Spirit, you know, he's, he'll help you. You know, he'll help us, you know, to, to get it. And if we don't get it the second time, you know, he does thank the Lord. He doesn't beat us over the head with the Bible. You know, he, <laughs> he'll, he'll work with us. Aren't you glad? Amen. I'm so glad that the spirit of the Lord, he, he, he is, um, he's gentle. Amen. With us, isn't he? And he's gentle with us. He's patient with us. Amen. He works with us until we get it. Hallelujah. Amen. And I believe that's what he's going to do with these gifts. He's going to work with us until I mean, we get it. Hallelujah. Until we're in, to, in operation of these gifts. Amen. Hallelujah. And as he, as he sees fit. Amen. So I'm just thankful um, for this time uh, that I have with you. Amen. Thank you for, for having me tonight. And, and uh, amen. I just wanted to share that word with you. And I hope... Amen. That that something was said that was encouraging to you. Amen. And that would help you in your journey with the Lord. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Sister Janetta. Well, there are a couple of things that today that I, I really, the Lord helped me with here today. And 
when she talked about diversities of gifts and how that we are a different members of the body and diverse in all different, you know, doesn't that make sense that God would put diversity of gifts in the church uh, in the same manner that he's made us diverse? Because some of us aren't going to, uh, some of us aren't going to fit into certain giftings. <laughs> certain anointings aren't really going to fit on some of us. And uh, so I really, really, uh, you know, God, God knows what he's doing. And then the other thing that I really uh, was that last part, and that is this, that God is working with us and that God's spirit, if you don't get it, and that's, that's the thing I think it's important for all of us to understand. Because I know sometimes we go out of here and uh, some of you will go out of here and you go out of here and your head is swimming. You're like, man, I know pastor said something, but I'm not sure what it is that he said. And you're like, and everybody else is like, oh, wasn't that good? And you're like, mm, 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 yeah, I, I guess it was. I mean, I didn't really get it, but yeah, I guess it was good. We, we have to remember that, you know, there are some things that we think are going over our heads, but the Spirit of God, He knows these things. And He's going to work with us to get it across to us, however it is that He needs to. And sometimes it takes a while, you know, sometimes it takes a a minute. You know, Anna got a revelation uh, not too long ago of something that I had been saying for, for quite a while, but all of a sudden, man, it just clicked with her over at Shawnee. And she's like, she called me the next day. She, and I saw Mr. Call today. My, car, my phone was in the car and uh, I was in the house. So uh, that's, that was why uh, I didn't see your phone call. But anyway, um, it, it clicked, finally clicked with her there at Shawnee. And it just had to do with probably where she's at and how the Spirit was working. And the Spirit of the Lord gave her revelation uh, concerning something that she had heard already probably many times before, but all of a sudden, boom, it was there. And it was transformational. Well, once you get a revelation, it's transformational. So don't give up. Don't give up. And don't always go seeking to try to get understanding in, the, in, your own, in your own strength, in your own mind, because, you know, sometimes uh, because we are uh, people that um, are motivated by uh, our intellect and we feel accomplished the more that we learn intellectually, sometimes we can go after things with a wrong motive to, uh, to uh, stimulate our intellect. And God doesn't want us to be stimulated by our intellect. He wants us to be moved by his spirit. He wants us to be moved by the Holy Ghost. So he wants our spirit to train our minds, not the other way around. So be careful that you're not going after knowledge and after understanding just to stimulate your intellect, just to feel a sense of accomplishment. Boy, I really learned something. Um, I noticed that when I, when I was, uh, you know, I was 40, 40 years old, in my 40s when I started learning how to fly an airplane, um, it had been a long time since I had been in school learning anything new by the time I was 40 years old. So those first few lessons I took of flying an airplane, all of a sudden I began to feel that sense of accomplishment, that sense of, boy, I've learned something here. And it, was, it, it stimulated my intellect and it was, it, was, it was motivating. It was very motivational. It really set something off. And we, as, as people, we have to understand that our flesh can be motivated, and, and if we don't know any better, we could think that that really is the Holy Spirit, but it's not. It's just our, it's our flesh coming to understand something different, coming to understand something new, which is a good thing. 
But what we want is we want the, uh, we want the uh, uh, spirit to come alongside of what we're hearing and breathe life into what it is that God is saying to us. So it's not just something that we've uh, come to a place of mental ascent. Boy, I'm telling you, you, you feel good when, you, when you've learned something. You feel good when you apply what you've learned and it works. A uh, first, first long cross-country flight I took and I actually got from point A to point B and uh, didn't get lost and didn't die. Boy, that was a sense of accomplishment. You know, I was like, I did something. I got out of that airplane, even though that airplane was teeny tiny. I got out of that airplane feeling like Tom Cruise and Top Gun, you know. I had sunglasses on. Boy, I was, I'm all fat, but I'm walking, you know, like I was, like I was muscular, like I had just done something, you know. And, uh, and I had in the natural. But uh, we want to make sure that we push over there into the realm of the spirit. Does anyone have any questions that you, uh, yeah, Don. Yeah, and in that last scripture, 2 Corinthians 12, 12, mm -hmm. if we can pull that back up. Joe's got it. Got it. <laughs> Good scripture. I just, I just noticed uh, it's talking about the signs and wonders that they were attested to as apostles because yes. of the signs and wonders. It says, with all perseverance. And, and that jumped out at me as being, you know, it wasn't just that they waltzed in there and started doing signs and wonders. They had to press in. Yes. And had to persevere in uh, what they were doing. I, know, I noticed that too. With all yeah. perseverance, yeah. Truly the signs of an apostle were accomplished among you with all perseverance. In other words, it didn't come easy. Yeah. Listen, you can, you can experience a gift through someone else's ministry very easily. All you got to do is show up to their meeting. Which is why a lot of us will go from meeting to meeting. That's easy. It's easy to sit up under somebody else's ministry, then walk into a room with 30,000 people, joy hitting us, be like, ha, 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 ha. Oh, boy, the anointing. Shut up, horrible man. I feel the anointing. Oh, ha, ha, ha. But then you have to roll up into Shawnee and be anointed. You have to roll up into Faith Connection on a rough day. Or you got to roll up into Winner's Church. Come on, y'all. With Ted sitting on the front row. His big old legs, stumpy legs. <laughs> you catch everybody on it. Look at Pastor Andy. She looked like she's about to fall asleep right now. Look at her. She's like... But to get it... I mean, you have, you, you have to persevere. Great point, Don. You have to persevere. You have to be dedicated, um, which is why the Holy Spirit works with us in our fellowship, in our relationship, in our walk with Jesus, is we get solid in that. We get solid in there. We get solid in, in loving the Lord and uh, developing a relationship with Him. And uh, it comes to a point where you're, uh, even when you're, even when you're sick or even when you're struggling, even when you're going through difficult times. You ever seen them folks that are even in ministry that when they're going through tough times, man, it's like their whole world is falling apart. They can't do no ministry in the tough times. I've, I've seen those. I've been, I've been a part of it. You know, I, want, I, I used to go to a church where I'd walk in and the pastor would see me come in and he'd get up and he'd say, oh, man, I see Brother Ziggy's here today. 
boy, I sure hate that he's here today. Now I have to preach in front of Brother Ziggy. And I've had the hardest week of my life. Every week I ever went to church there is the hardest week of his life. And he hated to have to preach in front of me. I thought, my God, how miserable must it be to have to live with that nonsense? Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? But when, you, but when you've persevered, come on, y'all look at me. When, you've, when, you have, when you've gotten a hold of God in a, in a hard season, and God has been faithful to you, in a hard season, when God, when God has shown up for you in the face of people that weren't for you, you know, nothing does more for you than standing up before a group of people that aren't for you and God showing up for you. It, there is nothing that will make you more confident and make you believe God more than when God should. Can I tell you a story? This is about perseverance. The Lord spoke to us. He told us to move to Columbus, Ohio. We moved to Columbus, Ohio to, to work with a pastor, a pastor that, that believed that the Lord had been showing him that he, needed to, uh, that he needed to have five-fold ministry working in his church. In other words, he wanted in, in, in the local church, he wanted the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, and the teacher to, to exist in those offices in his church. He wanted an apostle in his church. He wanted a prophet in his church. He wanted an evangelist in his church. He was a pastor and he wanted a teacher, a ministry gift teacher. He wanted all the five-fold ministry gifts working. Now, let me tell you something. Only God can orchestrate that. You don't just start calling some yay who's over to your house and saying, hey, look, we're looking for a teacher. Why don't you come over here? You may have a teacher, but he may not be your teacher. You might have a prophet, but he may not be your prophet. Amen. Amen. Uh, you may have an apostle. He may not be your apostle. Amen. Don't you just love it when people are like, well, I'm a prophet. Like there's this expectation on their part that because uh, they stand in the office of a prophet, you ought to have some sort of, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, that, that immediately that may, means you kiss their, uh, the, 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 the ring on their finger. Uh, maybe some of you thought I was going to say something else. But anyway. <laughs> Kind of scary, but anyhow, so, um, but he, he was like, why don't you move here and let's see what the Lord will do. Well, we sensed in our spirits, the Lord wanted us to move. So we went there and I went there uh, functioning in the office of a prophet. I was, I went there and he, it was his hope. I would stand in the office of a prophet there for his church. Well, we stayed there for several years. And, and um, when we first went, we were, we were tithing our personal tithe, as well as the tithe of the ministry into the church. Well, after the first year, the Lord spoke to me and told me he wanted me more involved in missions. So I took the tithe for the, for the ministry, and I started sowing the tithe for the ministry toward missions. And our personal tithe was put in the church. Now, I noticed it was really strange. I noticed all of a sudden the attitude of the pastor of this church and some of the leadership of this church really changed toward us. It was really unusual. I didn't know why their attitude had changed toward us. But all of a sudden, I got called in by the pastor. He said, I'd like to talk with you. I'd like to have you come in and talk with me and my leadership team. And so I went in. He had his praise and worship leader. He had his intercessory prayer leader there. He had his... Uh, a bookkeeper there. He himself was there. His wife was there. There were different ones that were there. 
And he said, the reason I called you in here, Zig, is he said, these folks speak into my life and, and they help me out a lot. And I was hoping they could speak into your life and help you out. But he said, you know, we noticed you, you've been coming here. We were holding impartation meetings at that time in different churches. Uh, the Lord told us that uh, the church had been overdosing on the ministry gift of the pastor, that people in the body of Christ were resembling pastors more than any other ministry gift. And they wondered why they, the dead weren't being raised. Well, because pastors, that, that particular ministry isn't a dead-raising ministry. Uh, it's a, it's a sheep-herding ministry. It is a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it is the most passive of all ministry gifts, if you want to say it that way. Now, some pastors will take offense to that. I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't call you. God called you. You have to take it up with him. Uh, but when you look at the ministry gift of the pastor, they are by far the most passive ministry gift because that kind of ministry to the sheep, being with the sheep all the time, necessitates that kind of, that kind of interaction with the, with the body. Now, prophets come in and they'll be raising people from the dead and they'll be doing all kinds of craziness because that's the nature of that gift. Evangelists, same thing. Uh, apostles, same thing. So, um, so anyhow, um, the Lord told me to do these impartation meetings. And so this was one of the churches we were doing impartation meetings in. We were coming and we were imparting what came out of our gift into that church uh, regularly so that they could be exposed regularly to another ministry gift, which is what I do to y'all regular. Amen. So um, he said, I feel like these impartation meetings are more of an impartation to you than they are to us. And I was, I was taken back. I said, well, what do you mean? He says, well, you get up and you talk about, you know, supernatural increase and we all give into your ministry. Uh, but, you know, it doesn't seem like we're getting a whole lot back. I said, well, I'm preaching the word. I'm laying hands on people. And he said, yeah. He said, but you know, uh, he said, here's, here's the problem, really. He said, it's not that you're not, you know, ministering to people. He said, we, I've just noticed, and, and we've noticed recently, uh, me and, and, and the treasurer of the church, the bookkeeper of the church, we've noticed that what you're preaching uh, on finance, you're not practicing. I said, well, how, what do you mean? He said, well, you, you gave a whole lot more that first year you were here than you've given in this second year. Now, we're only about into the sixth month or the no, we were only into the third month or fourth month of the, of the second year, but they third month. And he said, uh, uh, you, and anyway, that was his, his uh, statement. And I was like, um, I, don't, I don't understand. He said, well, your tithes are, and, and the fellow says, your tithes don't measure up. Now, Ted was there with me in this meeting. Your tithes, your tithes don't measure up. And they began to uh, throw accusations at me that we weren't tithing, that we weren't doing what we had been preaching. I said, and all of a sudden it clicked with me. This was the reason why something had taken a turn, why there was something different now about the way that they were interacting with us. It had to do with the fact that they believed that we weren't, uh, that we weren't tithing. And, and here's the thing. I think a pastor ought to concern himself with whether or not their people are tithing. I, th I think you ought to do that. But it shouldn't change his attitude toward the people. For example, Ted and Debbie were tithing to the evangelistic ministry at that time because they were being fed more through the evangelistic ministry than they were through the church. Uh, when, they, when, when Debbie's father passed away, she told the church, only for the purpose of the church helping them to pray 
for her and for her family because of the loss of her father. And the pastor's response to her was this, well, we're not going to help you out financially because you're not a tither and we only help tithers out at this church. Go, go, to, go to Brother Ziggy and have him help you out since that's where you pay your tithe. Listen, we, as pastors, we should concern ourselves that you're doing what the Word of God says, but that, there's nowhere in the Bible that says we ought to be that way to you. I hear you, Siri. Yes, something's very wrong, Siri. You're, you're getting it now. <clears throat> but, but, he, but he said this. Now, he, it's, it's okay for him to be like, hey, Brazil, I'm concerned about your tithe, but for their attitude to change toward us because they thought we weren't tithing or for them to begin to hold us at arm's length because they thought we weren't tithing or to, or to discredit us because of their thought that we weren't tithing. That's, a, that's, that's something altogether different. I guarantee there's no member of this church that has ever felt like they were treated any, any differently whether you were tithing or whether you were not tithing. Maybe you were treated differently if you, if you came to church and you didn't want nobody to talk to you. You was definitely treated like, let's not talk to them. It don't look like they want to be talked to. But not because you're not a tither or an offering giver. Are y'all hearing me? So he said, so he said, he said that to me, and I said, oh, I said, I said, oh man, I can I said, I, I can straighten that out. I said, and I told him what I told y'all. Lord told us to tithe, you know, to um, you know, missions. Uh, for the, for the, I said, but you know, if I said, if y'all have trouble with that, I said, I don't mind writing you a check today for whatever it is that we've given toward missions from, I said, we can double up. I said, if that'll make y'all feel better, if it'll make you feel like I'm, you know, uh, like I'm on the up and up. I said, if that's all that's keeping y'all from having, you know, good feelings about me, I'll write, I can write it. I, in fact, I got the checkbook out right then. I was like, uh, I'll, I'll write a check. I said, well, what do you reckon it is, Ted? <laughs> you know, $6,000? You know, we'll, we'll write a check right now, $6,000. I said, I've got no problem. Oh, no, it's not about the money. I was like, wait a minute. Well, if it's not about the money, I mean, didn't you just say that you think that we're off because we weren't doing it? The, the, minute, the minute that happened, all of the sudden, all of the sudden, the glory of God filled the office where we were at. Ted, come, why are you back there? Come up here, Ted. People need to see the back of your head. I'll make one point. I know some of y'all are like, oh, man, we're getting out early. No, you ain't. I just want to see the back of your head, Ted. I want people to be able to see your face. You were in that meeting, were you not? Oh, yeah. Ted, this, this is a man that can't lie. I've tried to tell jokes on people, mess with them, and said, Ted, say this. And to say something that wasn't true, dude couldn't do it. Made me so mad I wanted to thump him. Because oh, yeah. I was trying to get one over on somebody and he wouldn't go along with it. Well... I can't really say. <laughs> anyway, the glory of God stepped down into that. Oh, yeah. you, you say, what do you mean by that, Pastor? I mean that the, I mean, it was like Jesus walked through the door. That's right. And everyone that was in that office became aware that Jesus had come into the place. That's, right. that's, the, that's the manifestation of the Spirit. 
That's the demonstration of the power of God. That's what Janetta was talking about here. That's what we've been talking about in these meetings. The Spirit of God. Now, some of you say, I don't think I've ever had that happen. You know, most people in the body of Christ haven't. Which is a, is a tragedy. It's, it's terrible that there are so many people that have never had, they've never been um, in a relationship or walking with the Lord in a manner that God would come to their defense. Oh, yeah. That's right. In a time when they've, they've been attacked. Oh, yeah. I've had my father attacking me over the gospel, over, over signs and wonders, over demonstrations of the Early on in my life, early on in my mission, had my dad attack me, had the Holy Ghost step down in my living room and smack my dad upside the head by the power of the Spirit. Heal my dad of back trouble. Just to, just to, just to, in it. almost like God saying, in your face. Oh, yeah. Top that. And that's, that's why my dad will... You know, my dad told me the other day, he says, you know, I would come to church more. He says, but I don't want people to get the wrong impression. I said, what do you mean, Pop? He says, well, you know, those folks, they go to church because they love you. They have respect for you. They love the Lord. They love God. They, you know, they're trying to learn something. They're trying to persevere. They're trying to move forward. He says, I only go to church because you're my son. I go to church because he said, if you, if you were singing somewhere, you know, he said, remember when you went and you held a concert when you were a teenager at the fair, I went. He said, I didn't go because I wanted to go to a concert. I went because my son was at the fair. Anybody know what I'm talking about? He said, I go see, I go see Gabriel at the school when he has a concert. He said, I ain't going to go there next year when he's gone. What for? He said, I only go because my grandson is there. He said, and he said, I don't want people to, I don't want people, and he says, and people look at me, he says, and I'm not, I'm not a good influence. <laughs> he says, they love me because they love you. He says, but I'm not going to be a good influence on them. He said, so I'm just going to, I'm going to come every once in a while. <laughs> but do you know why he comes here to hear his son? Because one day the spirit of God stepped down in the living room, slapped him upside the head and made himself real to him. Uh, because that's what God will do sometimes for his people when you walk with him, when you live for him, when you maintain an intimate, personal relationship with him, when you, when you believe what the Bible says, when you persevere, when you don't give up, when you serve God in the bad times and in the good times, when it's hard, amen. Man, you don't know how important it is for you to be faithful to God when it's difficult. Because if you'll be faithful to God when it's difficult for you, he will be faithful to you. Amen. When people make it difficult for you. God stepped down in that office. The glory of God. I, when it happened, all those guys said, in fact, one of them, one of them said this. One of them says, did y'all just feel that? Did y'all, are y'all, are y'all sensing what I'm sensing? I just, I just, I just stood there. I'm, I'm, I just, I actually just sat there. And of course, Ted's like, Ted got the bobblehead going. And and that that preacher was like, well, you know, I think we ought to let some of these other fellas tell you, you know, what's on their heart and kind of help you, you know, to help guide you. And he said, Aaron, who was the worship leader, he said, Aaron, why don't you, why don't you tell them what's in your heart? He said, he said, Pastor, he said. 
he, he looked at me, he said, Brother Ziggy, he said, I'm not qualified to tell you a thing. He says, I choose to keep my mouth shut here today. He said, I feel the presence of the Lord here, and I feel like the Lord is telling me that I need to shut up. He said, so brothers, he said, if it's okay with you, I think I'm going to go about my day. He said, I do not, I'm not a part of this. I, I wipe my hands of this. He said, I don't know what y'all are talking about. He said, I didn't, I never did know. Uh, I don't know anything. I can't tell you nothing that you don't already know. Uh, if you hear God tell you something about me, please tell me and let me know what God tells you about me so I can straighten it out. Amen. And he left. One by one, every one of those fellows clamped their mouth shut. Not a one of them. Only those two guys, the pastor and the, and the finance guy, were willing to open up their mouths. And let me, tell you, let me tell you what happened in that church. That church failed as a result. In fact, well, I'm not even going to get into it. But anyway, that, that church went in the toilet as a, as a result. It was shortly after that that we were to leave. But let me, let, me, let me just say this. God, by His Spirit, will step down in the midst of opposition. When he, when he begins to do that for you, church, and listen, he's trying to do it. If you, if you just quit trying to squirm out of your trouble, he'd come right down in the midst of opposition, and he would manifest himself to you. Quit, quit binging Netflix when it gets hard. Quit going to the casino when it gets hard. Quit taking... <laughs> I'm not, I'm not aiming that at anyone in particular because, because listen, I know, yeah, you're very, were you in that meeting? I said, just shout, you're preaching at me, pastor. All right. Y'all remember that's okay. If I'm preaching to you in, in your trouble, in your difficulty, you know what? If there's no other reason to rejoice, this ought to, this ought to be the reason why you rejoice. God is still God. He is still on his throne. His promises never change. His promises are yes and amen. What he said he would do, he would do. If he said it, he'll do it. If he spoke it, he'll bring it to pass. He is not a man or a devil that he should lie. Amen. He is the truth. Glory to God. He has always been the truth. He's always spoken the truth. Are y'all hearing this today? If you will be faithful to God in the difficulties, God will show up for you in the difficult time. And when God shows up for you in the difficult time, there will come a day when the devil, when the devil will give up. When the devil will realize, when the enemy will know, there's no stopping these people. There's no stopping these people. You know what will you know happen then? Not only will you believe that God will do it for you, but you'll believe that God will do it for others. So God didn't show up in a, in a time in that, you know what? In that moment, I was being attacked on every side by people that thought of it. Let me tell you why these attacks happen, then I'm going to quit. Do you know, you know why we feel like we can do that to people in the body of Christ? You know, in the early church, I don't think, I don't know if y'all have thought about this, but in the early church, you, you knew who church leaders were. There were people that were church leaders, leaders of the body of Christ. It was Peter and them. You get it? It's Peter and them. So when they needed an expert, they knew who the experts were. They knew where the buck stopped. 
the buck stopped with Peter and them. And, it, and, and even when Peter and them were gone, there were those that were, that were put in place. Now, over the years, guess what? You ask people in the church nowadays, well, who are the, who are the Christian, the church, the leaders of the Christian church today? Well, we know who has notoriety. We know who's famous. But you know what? It's extremely difficult for us as the body of Christ to identify who the buck stops with in the body of Christ today. You understand? And so you got everyone trying to correct everyone, everyone trying to say they're right, everyone trying to be right. And so you got fellows like this who will call me in, you know what I mean? And they're well-meaning. Don't get me wrong. They were well-meaning. I have, I have nothing against those fellows. They were well-meaning. But what they were doing was not really godly. It wasn't a godly way of doing things. But here's, what, here's the beauty of it. Jesus stepped down. Now listen, if Jesus stepped down, you know, you know the way I saw it? I saw him as my defense. But do you know how they had to have... They, when, when you experience... Has Jesus ever... Has, have, have any of you ever been rebuked by Jesus? By the Spirit. You ever, you ever had that? You know what? Even, it, even when he rebukes us, we don't feel disconnected or rejected from the body. There is a love and an embrace. And so you know good and well when he stepped down in that room, not one of them was feeling dejected. Not one of them was feeling held at arm's length. God wasn't there to punish nobody. God was there to set things straight for all of them. And so this could have been a very positive thing for everyone. A very, you know, take, take us all up higher. But what's cool to me is that God showed up for all of us, knowing that not all of us have it right. Amen. That, that don't mean we embrace people's ways because God will show up anyhow. That's not, or we embrace. There are some things that we know for certain, according to Scripture, that we ought to stay away from. And then there's things that we as a church you know, because there are diversities of gifts, differences of administration. There's some things that we're going to, we're going to embrace around here that, um, you know, maybe another church, uh, they embrace other things <laughs> that we're not really going to be cool to embrace because we have to be faithful to what the Lord's called us to do. Okay. And we're going to be careful how we address those things. We're, we're, if, if, if there's not something blatantly for example, you know, there was that blatant, uh, and if you weren't in the meeting with uh, us over at Shawnee, you don't know nothing about this, but there's a, a woman that calls herself a prophet that she had a vision of heaven, and uh, uh, she claimed that she went to, went to heaven and saw a cow uh, driving a tractor. <sighs> no. There aren't going to be cows driving tractors in heaven. And I know some of you are like, well, you know, how do you know? <laughs> Folks, it's going to be different, but it ain't going to be that different. Go ahead, man. Now, the cow may come up to you and say, glory to God. Right. Yes. It might come up to you and say, got milk? <laughs> Maybe. 
But God, if God created cows here on earth to walk on all fours, guess what? They're going to walk on all fours up there too. What, are you all of a sudden going to turn into a lion when you go to heaven? It doesn't make no sense, you know? And so some people, they start to get, you know, kind of off kilter. And I know some people are like, who was it that said that, Kekker? And so I've, I've encouraged y'all for a long time. Be care- I had some of y'all come to me, oh, Cat Kerr, Pastor, have you heard Cat Kerr? I'm like, well, no. I-, I didn't have to listen to her 10 minutes before. I was like, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. And this has nothing to do with, you know, difference, uh, diversity of gifts. This has to do with uh, faith, foolishness, and presumption. And we're not going to walk presumptuous or foolish. We're going to walk by faith. Ted's my friend, but there's no freaking way I'm going to agree with gravy fountains and biscuit trees. Unless he builds it himself. I, I guarantee he's not going to... I guarantee he's not going to love gravy as much when he gets there as he does here. I guarantee it. I guarantee. Krispy Kremes, you know, I, I mess around with that. But guess what? I guarantee the light on ain't going to be, the light ain't going to be on in heaven. There going to be no Krispy Kreme in heaven. There's, there's something better than Krispy Kreme. There's something better than biscuits and gravy. You think you, do you actually think your belly's going to be your God in heaven? That your belly's going to drive the, what, you're, what, what is pleasing to you? When you? That's the battle we have here on earth. Your belly going to be the last thing on your mind. Bellying up to a table to eat food. Listen, y'all, that is going to be the last thing on your mind. Amen. So we got to be careful that we don't get off into foolishness. All right? But when God showed up for me in that, in that room like he did, and I'm going to say this, and if you have a question, I'll answer it, and we're, but we're going to get out of here. I realized that there's no place that God won't show up. Go ahead, if they're cursing him, if they're cursing you, if they're resistant, I've had God show up sometimes the strongest ways in the places where people are the most resistant. I don't think we ought to add that to the formula. Let's ensure that everybody just resists the snot out of us. I don't think that that's the way we ought to do. I don't think we ought to introduce that into the... You understand what I'm saying? That's not the key. It's not something we need to introduce into the formula. But when things are difficult, we shouldn't think that God has less power. Or that he can't show up because of this opposition. The ministry of the Holy Spirit is that he'll show up and he'll show up where and when he wants to, how he wants to, with whomever will make room for him. So persevere like that verse of Scripture said. Persevere. If you're going to see signs and wonders, thank you, Don. If you're going to see, if you're going to see God move by his Spirit, you're going to have to be persistent. You're going to have to see your way through difficulty. Okay. Is, is it rough? Yeah, you're going to make it, though. You, you really are. You're going to make it. It may seem like you're not going to make it, but you will. 
You know how many times I thought I was on my last dollar? It's my last dollar. Guess what? It wasn't. I'm at the end of my rope. Guess what? I wasn't. I reached down and there was more rope. I was like, well, this got to be the last of it. I, it can't get any low. Now I'm, and, then, and then before you think you're going to die, he'll raise you up. You know, hang, hang on. Amen. God, God's got this. Praise the Lord. All right. Any other questions before we uh, turn, you, turn you loose here? I didn't think so. Well, y'all look tired today. Y'all must be getting worn out this week. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray for you. Praise God. Sure. Um, what Pastor Zig was talking about reminded me of something that my, I had a friend named Drew Atkins. He's in heaven now, but he always told me it's to think about it like this. No matter how dark it is, it's never too dark for a light to shine. And I always thought that was really awesome. Amen. It's true. Dark, darkness doesn't kill the light. You, we, we, can't, we can't turn on the dark in here. You hear that? You can't say, hey, can somebody please go turn on the dark? You can only turn off the light. So we got we to let the light shine. Amen. Praise God. All right. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for Jeanetta, Lord. Thank you for all the folks that have come here today. Father, I pray that as we go tonight, uh, you'll go with us. Bring us back with expectation, Lord, uh, on, on, um, on Sunday. Lord, we're expecting. We're expecting you to do great things. Ooh, menesakara. Lord, prepare us to receive, Lord, from the ministry of Donna Shambach as she comes week after next. Father, we're, we're, we're gearing up, Lord, for all that you're doing in these, uh, at, here at this last, last part of this year and in these days that are coming. And Lord, we're expecting, even in the face of opposition, that you're going to show up with glory and with power. Uh, you're going to manifest yourself. In Jesus' name, we thank you for it, Lord. Everybody that believed it said amen. 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 All right, y'all. Listen.